Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I'm your technologically challenged, <laughs> device-plague-ridden host, Ryan Key. <laughs> we have a guest host, friend of the pod. Well, you're more than a friend. You're like... Hey, thanks. Brother of the pod. You're like a friend with benefits? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Forrester, host of Armor Party Podcast and owner of Hondo Supply. What's up? Hey, let's do this. I'm. I was gonna fill in and say I'm not Nick Gambarian. You're uh, not. You're not. I, I'm not. So, yeah. Nick's on a plane. I think my joke is old and tired now, so I won't say that he fell off a cliff and died on impact. But I'll instead say that he's on a plane because he is in fact on a plane. He is S- starting up a tour. He's going to Florida, right? Florida. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's gonna do a rock and roll tour. He's on tour with Florida. <laughs> They're doing in only Florida. New Year's Eve events. and uh, That might sabotage Bayside sales. I see you saying that. <laughs> that can't possibly be good. New Year's Eve events and county fairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, music. <laughs> we won't talk about that. It's a sure thing. Yep, it's a sure fire bet. Let's talk about Star Wars instead. We're going to break policy here. Like we, we act like we don't ever break policy, but we're officially breaking policy this episode. We're going to talk about everything Coming up in 2022 and beyond, we're going to mainly focus on 2022 because it's going to be a hell of a year and we got some recent news. We just finished up the Bad Batch. It's a good time to talk about this, I think. I'm ready. Sweet. I'm ready to be excited about stuff I like. (laughs) Same. All right. So we'll do a quick little stolen plans and just run down the list and then do an actual little bit of theorizing and some talking about some stuff. Here we go. What have you done with those plans? 2021 is wrapping up with Star Wars Visions, September 22nd. We're getting nine episodes of that. That's the Japanese anime non-canon, what do you call it, miniseries? Uh, It's nine short films is how they're describing Uh, it. It's like an anthology. Yeah. Right? That'll be dope. Um, How often does IMDb get it wrong as far as like saying someone's in something and then they're not actually in it? Uh, quite often they get they get it wrong a lot i think because you can add things and it takes very little to quote unquote confirm it so i think people like to go to imdb and add speculation or things that have been unsubstantiated Mm. and uh they tend to sit there because then people want to report on it so well i don't know well i bring it up because i'm watching friday night lights for the second time my girlfriend's never seen it we're watching it kyle chandler plays Coach Taylor. You know, Kyle Chandler of Zero Dark Thirty and Bloodline and the new Godzilla franchise and the Kingdom. Ton, tons of stuff. Love him. Georgia boy. Huge Georgia Dogs fan. He's from Georgia. Love him as an actor. He's listed. Th- those are sports, Adam. S- sports ball. 
Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, go. Yep, gotta, gotta, no, gotta, no, gotta, everything gotta. other than Georgia Bulldogs was movies he's in. Okay, lay off. My brain shut, it stops working though when you say a sport. I st- it like starts yeah. to short circuit. Okay, okay. All right, so I, I had you until then and then you forgot everything I said because you short circuited when I brought up the sports. I had to read your name to remember who you were. Okay, well, I'm Bill. It's good to see you. Hi, bud. Good to see you. <laughs> Anyways, the point of this whole thing is <laughs> IMDb has Kyle Chandler listed as one of the stars of. Star Wars Visions. That's really weird. Which is intriguing. We need to get into 2022, but that is weird, especially because the whole thing is supposed to be in Japanese and be dubbed, unless he's dubbing one of the voices. I'll look it up again. Interesting. Could be possible. We'll circle back to that. Also, end of 2021, December, we don't have an official uh, start date yet, but the Book of Boba Fett is happening. That's eight episodes or chapters. Episodes directed by, as far as we know so far, Robert Rodriguez, Bryce Dallas Howard, Filoni, Sam Hargrave, uh, who did Netflix's Extraction. The director of photography on this is Dean Cudney, who did Jurassic Park, Apollo 13, Back to the Future 3, Big Trouble in Little China, Hook, and Roadhouse. Like, they're doing it for this. Wow. So that's going to start in December 2021 and continue in the beginning of 2022. We'll talk about how all this math is going to work out in terms of lengths of series and whatnot but 2022 from the top we're getting the book of boba fett the obi-wan kenobi series Andor, the cassian Andor series the bad batch season two the mandalorian season three not possible these are <laughs> lies You're the lying. lego star wars holiday special and supposedly the droids cartoon series thing you shouldn't be allowed to have a microphone to talk to people because you're a liar <laughs> web of lies and it can't be real Dude, it's crazy. And if you look at, yeah. so we're, we're talking about eight episodes from the book of Boba Fett. So as many as it's two months, well, there's five weeks in December, 2021. So as few as three episodes in 2022, as many as seven. Okay. So you've got that. And then you've got 12 episodes of Andor. That's three months, 16 episodes of the bad batch. That's four months. So that so we're down we're at seven eight eight ish if you if you count the the rollover from from Book of Boba Fett. So we got eight months spoken for. Six episodes of Obi Wan. That's a month and a half. So we're at nine and a half months. Eight episodes of The Mandalorian season three. So we're at eleven and a half months. The Lego Star Wars special for Christmas. Yep. So there there you go. And four episodes of Disney Gallery, apparently. I wonder if those were released same week as stuff, because I just the year is now spoken for. Yeah. I would also add in too, though, that the we have celebration. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some lead up to that. And then we also have the opening of the Galactic Star Cruiser, which I'm sure that they'll probably do uh, an, a gallery. Because, you know, remember they did the Coming to Galaxy's oh. Edge and they had a lot of, yeah, yeah. you know, build up for that and kind of, and just being that the Star Cruiser is going to be a technological feat, I have a feeling we're probably going to get a lot of content around that too so i'm safe to say that's probably add that in there somewhere as well but i think celebration is where we're gonna see most of the sizzle and i I still am crossing my fingers that we're gonna see something book of boba fett related possibly after gallery yeah i mean with this list i'm looking at right here say we get two episodes of the book of boba fett in disney it's a full 52 weeks yeah, we get Star Full Wars on. every week <laughs> of the year. I'm so happy. This was the plan all along. Yeah. This is like, we're, we're leading up to just 
fanboys can't handle. I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy. And think about the the meat of it. Like we just went through sixteen episodes of the Bad Batch, and you know we talked about it often. Like there were times where it was like really gripping and compelling, and then there were some times where it was like, yeah, it was cool. It's cool episode. Like we get six plus eight plus twelve, right? I can't imagine Andor is gonna have stuff that's like, oh, okay, that's cool. No, there's too much to talk about there. There's no side questing. We're talking like almost 30 weeks of the year of balls to the wall Star Wars content, like live action. Yeah. It's crazy. And then there's going to be Marvel stuff. And then there's going to be other things in the world that are also just good. I guess I have to quit my job, my other jobs. Yes, you do. And just watch TV. <laughs> I want this to get to a place where you can do that. So segue, subscribe. All caps, subscribe. Make us popular. Thanks. <laughs> we do our best. Make us more popular. Please. All right, let's talk about some details about each of these, and then we'll speculate. We talked about the kind of details on the book of Boba Fett, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, like we said, six episodes, directed by Deborah Chow, who did quite a bit on The Mandalorian season one. She was already out of the picture for season two because she was working on this. They began filming in spring of 2021. They were supposed to start much earlier, but of course, COVID, all the stuff. They supposedly wrapped principal photography a couple weeks ago at the time of this recording, mid-August 2021. Andor began filming in November of 2020. Lots of physical locations here. They're doing it at Pinewood Studios. It seems like the majority in London. That was delayed as well. They were supposed to start, I think, in spring of 2020. That supposedly just wrapped the other day, two days ago at the time of this recording, August 22nd is the first report of that. Bad Batch Season 2, they're already working on. 16 episodes there. Mandalorian season three, we don't know. We assume that they're, I don't know. I don't know what to assume. That starts That starts filming, uh, I believe, in September. Uh, I want to say, who is, someone did a convention recently, I want to say. Oh, it was Carl Weathers. Yes, Carl Weathers did a convention and did a Q&A with someone and said that they begin filming either next month or, oh, it's September. Yeah, so next month in a couple yeah. weeks. Sick. And he talked about directing. Yep, he's directing, so this yeah. is awesome. Lego Holiday Special and Droids, those are both animations, so who knows when and what teams are handling those. But everything else, I mean, we'll get into speculating, you know, in 2023 and beyond, but Filoni and Favreau have a lot on their plates between Filoni being the all-seeing eye over everything and then being directly involved in the Bad Batch, the Mandalorian, and Boba. So they're not getting into any other next big project until, I don't know, six months from now, probably. Summer or late spring or something, 2022, which would then, well, we'll talk about this in a second, but the only other confirmed date that we have, the end of 2023, the Rogue Squadron film directed by Patty Jenkins. How are we going to handle that film when we see it together? Um, like, how are we going to handle Top Gun and Star Wars in the same movie <laughs> after all this time and, and all like this because we were inverted? Me, yeah. Okay. Keeping up foreign relations. I'll go ballistic with you anytime. <laughs> Penny Benjamin. You are still dangerous. Why does he have that accent when he says that? <laughs> you could be my wingman anytime. Have you watched Val? No. Oof. Have you heard about it even? No. Dude. The documentary. Dude. Yeah. Dude. 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 <laughs> Val Kilmer. And his brother have been filming his life all the way back. All the way. Like Whoa. High school, maybe even. 
all the way. And they put together thousands of hours of footage through his throat cancer, through everything up to now. And it's like 10,000% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And it, it's a doc about Val Kilmer's life starring Val Kilmer. Like he's in it and talks now. About, I haven't seen it yet, but I won't, now it's on your radar. Uh, yeah. What's it on? Uh, Prime Video. Okay. I think I think it is. Yeah. Sick. Because I watched the uh, the Punky Brewster one and that was gnarly. Like Narnar Bobo Pat. Val, yeah, it's on it's on Prime Video. Sick. That's going in the queue. It dude, it's five stars with nineteen hundred reviews on on Prime Video. Five Holy stars. Shit. I don't think I've ever seen anything with five stars before. Yeah, anyways, but <laughs> thank the maker of Val Kilmer podcast. All right. <laughs> beyond twenty twenty three though, beyond actually before we talk beyond twenty twenty three, we have the Ahsoka series. Ooh. We don't know when that's happening. We would have to assume twenty twenty three. Mainly I'm guessing because like we said earlier, Filoni and Favreau are going to be wrapped up and there's no way that they're not directly at the helm of this Ahsoka series. Yeah. Right. I have it on good authority that they are Yeah, or that at least Filoni is. So the remaining things that are just completely anybody's guess right now, the Taika Waititi directed Star Wars movie, which he supposedly is in the middle of writing. I mean, they're saying like speculating 2025, 2027, like he's just now writing, so it's way the hell I don't, out. I don't like these speculations anymore because that, that means I'll either be 45 or 47. <laughs> oh, <that's> gross. <laughs> yeah, it's it's disgusting. Mm. All right, enough of that. Okay. Ryan Johnson's new Star Wars movie trilogy, it hasn't been shelved. There's been no official, hey, it's done, but we also haven't heard anything. The Canto Bite trilogy? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie that he would be producing, I assume, there's a solid quote about that from, I don't know who said this, but it says... uh, Disney co-chairman Alan Horn. uh, There it is. Disney co-chairman Alan Horn. I don't know who that is. Do you know Alan? Are you familiar with Alan? Alan? I don't know. No, but I bet he had a hard time in elementary school with that last name. Poor guy. He said in a statement... Dear elementary school bullies, suck one. We are excited about the projects Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working on. With the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. And knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a film together. So there you go, producing. Continue the quote, are you horny now? End quote. Are you horned up, Alan? And then J.D. Dillard is making a Star Wars movie. Uh, he's best known as the director of Slight, like a horror movie. Did you guys see that one? I did, not I'm a wuss. Mm-mm. I'm not a horror person, so no. He's also working on a feature-length project with uh, Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. writer Matt Owens, supposedly. Again, we're getting into like just su- super rumor mill crap here. It would be a movie set on Exegol. Hell yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I think if that's true, we've talked about this a few times in different settings, but... I think there is some sentiment of like, and I say this week after week on the podcast, we got to fix dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Yes. The end. Palpatine returned. Like, not everybody's going to read that book, you know? Not everybody's going to know what he did and how he got to be there. They have to put some stuff on screen. So whether this rumor mill is true or not, any connection to Exegol and the story and how Palpatine returned other than we don't know. Thank you, Oscar. Is gonna is good, and and I mean, you know, we we talk about how we think they have their, you know, their ears to the ground and listening to fans and respecting sort of like 
not ridiculous, you know, trolls on the internet, but genuine, like, come on, guys. It seems like they're listening. So yeah. I think that's been a genuine come on, guys, from everybody, especially yeah. people who have read the book. Like, I get it because I read the book, but what do you expect all these other people to think? So I think that would be really cool if, if that rumor mill is true. For sure. If you also look at, you know, that beyond list that we kind of just went through, if we go back to the Disney investor meeting that showed that beautiful slate of all the projects that we're working on, I mean, we still have Lando. Oh, yep. Duh. Rangers seems to have kind of crumbled a little bit, which they could work those characters, those storylines into the upcoming projects. Yeah, it's not officially canceled. It was just shelved, right? Right. And so the other one that I'm really excited about is Acolyte, because Acolyte is also supposed to be the end culmination of the High Republic storytelling. And that's directed by, I think it's Leslie Headland, who did uh, Russian Doll on Netflix. It's an awesome series. Uh, and she is a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan. She's also like a lore fan. She's into it. So Acolyte is probably one of the most exciting for me personally because I've been in the High Republic. But then you have Lando too, which Donald Glover signed on. And oh, I'm, yeah. that's that, right? That could be our make solo two happen shout out to the guys in in resistance broadcast but that could be that series essentially wow what is the is there a ballpark of when the acolytes happening they they gave a a year at least right acolyte is from what i'm gathering through the internet i believe acolyte is supposed to start filming actually in april oh wow uh, or at least pre-production starting in april yes which is which is pretty exciting um, because if you're following along with the store where the stories are dropping for the new uh, High Republic, we have a audiobook that's coming out next week, and then they have two more books, I believe, that are coming out before the end of this year. So, like, they're timing the books to go along with the actual film production. It's pretty exciting. So that could be like May 2023. Probably, I'm guessing something like that, because then that gives enough for the year for them to introduce and see where High Republic stories fit. Um, I expect to see more out of High Republic at Celebration for sure, uh, because a lot of people are going to see this show and go, okay, what? tell me how I need to get prepared to watch this. And, and we've got two years of storytelling to catch people up. And with Rogue Squadron being December 2023 and May and December being the historical Star Wars release months, it would make sense for the Acolyte. Right. Can I just recognize something that producer Drew just put in the chat that I want to encourage people is what I want to do. When you hear the end of this, you're going to agree. Like, let's kind of assume that Alan Horn was kind of a nerd. Like he was a movie nerd. He, you know, he's in the movies and like we were, like we were nerds, you know, and took shit for it as children for being nerds. We figured out how to play rock and roll, so we sort of fit in the middle. We were like kind of nerds, but kind of not nerds, right? It was like right. this cool middle space we found. But there's no way that kid being named Alan Horn, he's probably a little older than us, but you know, no way people weren't giving him shit. Yeah. Check this out. And this is to say, if you're a nerd and, and your last name is Horn and people are saying horny to you all the time, because that's what they were doing, don't worry about it. Listen to this. <laughs> During Horn's tenure from 99 to 2011... Warner Brothers was the top performing studio at the global box office seven times and released numerous critically acclaimed films and box office hits, including the eight film Harry Potter series, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Happy Feet, Sherlock Holmes, The Departed, Million Dollar Baby, the second and third Matrix films, and the Ocean Eleven trilogy. He was an executive producer also on The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Uh, so you know what? Keep nerding, nerds. Yeah, suck on that, bullies. <laughs> yeah. I'm horny, Alan. <laughs> horny for horn. We're all horny. Mm. Let's let's speculate now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you want to start with? The Book of Boba Fett and or what do you think? Uh, Boba, come, let's go in order. Yeah. All right. My, I have one big prediction for the Book of Boba Fett, which I think we've only said in bonus content. Should I say that now or do you guys want to throw out some other stuff? Omega. Omega. Um, Live action Omega is coming. <laughs> okay. The leaks that have come through off of the production patch because that's where we're at, right? That's how nerdy these people are. There is a Wookiee called Black Kirsten that was basically yep. like a like a war Wookiee, right? He was in the which comics? He he worked with Doctor um, Afra. That's right. And so, if you look at the production patch, you can see a gunslinger in the middle, and you can see a very hairy figure with a giant blaster. Black Kirsten has this big like shoulder, like almost like medieval shoulder. He almost kind of looks like Planet Hulk Hulk version. Yeah. Uh, it's the production patch has a very Wookiee-ish character with a blaster holster that looks almost exactly like his on the left. And then there is a, I believe it's a, either a Tuscan or it's got a, another character like more identifiable. So I think that we're going to be getting into, I, I want to say that Omega, if she shows up, is going to play maybe a little bit of a less role, just because I think that given the story and the fact that they brought Boba back, it still has to focus mainly on Boba. And it has to establish where this universe is in the post-Return of the Five Years After Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So it's the payoff there. Like I, they, I'm assuming they have the numbers. They had the numbers. Now, mind you, Book of Boba Fett started production before we really knew where Bad Batch was going and like what Omega's role was going to be and how she would be received and so on. Exactly. So I don't know if they put those same eggs in that basket because Boba is a legacy character and the fact that they brought him back and the fact that of the people who are working on this, this show particularly are going to do their best to establish that Boba is there, there is no other distraction. Boba Fett is still the certified badass that we all know. So that's kind of my take on it, and I'm very excited to see a Wookiee again, and I'm assuming that's yeah. actually happening, and that's freaking sweet because Black K is insane, and it's super exciting. So I, I love the idea of Omega showing up personally, but I just don't know if – I don't know if they would do that because we haven't had seven years of Bad Batch to establish some of these characters. I think if we would have gotten Boba at the end of season one of Bad Batch, it would seem more possible. I completely agree. But since we didn't, I think it's more, much more of a long shot now. But, but how sick would it be? I only think you hold out hope for like not her being in the show like as a big thing. Whatever we continue down the path of the Bad Batch. But like if we're assuming Alpha and Omega is her and Boba, right? That's like that's what we've talked about. So right. just like a moment, like a, a cliffhanger that you don't really need to see the next episode or something at the, at the end of the show or the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, like a hood pullback kind of moment of like, yeah. holy shit. And then it's gone. That's kind of what I think if it's going to happen. Basically Boba's reveal in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, or Ahsoka's right. reveal yeah. in yeah. Uh, Mandalorian as well. Like I agree. I guess it's probably unlikely, but just 
something like that where it's like you know it's short blonde hair and and you just you just know well mind you too the other thing is is we also have remember at the beginning of all this we didn't know that bad batch was getting season two right i mean Mm -hmm. the production patch for book of boba fett literally says season one and that threw everybody for a loop too because now now we have more storytelling because we thought these were these were all going to be miniseries i think kenobi is confirmed miniseries there's a story, it ends where they want it to end. But I, I believe, and Andor, obviously, because we know how that ends. But I think all of this five years after Return of the Jedi, all of this Mando-verse, if we're going to talk in those terms, that's wide open. And so I think that's why they didn't want to limit themselves to say, oh, it's going to be a miniseries too. Because, Ryan, your point, we can connect a lot of dots and move forward with those dots too. It would be mm-hmm. awesome. I think the character potential, character development potential with... Alpha and Omega, Boba and Omega, at this time, especially if they meet in season two of The Bad Batch, they're about as opposite as two characters could be in terms of like starting from the same place and having different paths and their different kinds of trauma and how they deal with it and all that kind of stuff. And I think it could be the kind of thing where she's like asking him, like, why after all these years, can't you just let this go? He's after Mace Windu. It's got to be part of the thing. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that's that was my big prediction that Mace Windu's alive. As far as George Lucas and Sam Jackson are concerned, Mace Windu is alive. There's no way he's not coming back. Mm. If Sam Jackson says put me in Star Wars at this point, I think people say, "Yes, sir." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever you need, Mr. Jackson. Yeah. So, I think the potential of that being a central thing or at least like a, a significant part of the book of Boba Fett is high. And what if that pursuit is just like, it's like a Maul Kenobi bloodlust revenge thing. And what if Omega comes in and tries to, like she did all throughout the Bad Batch, reason with him and like bring the heart into it, you know, and therein lies conflict. Or where has her story changed? Right. What, yeah. what happens to her in, or what happens to her in Bad Batch season two? Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell you you could tell that story in one episode. Yeah. It it could be like Ahsoka in Mando. You just kind of passing through kind of, yeah. And she wanders off into the sunset at the end and you're you know, we're all left for podcast speculation of like, what yeah. now? Do we get an Omega show? You know, like I think they love doing that shit and I think they'll keep doing it. Yeah, with her sweet purple bow and whatever helmet she acquired along the way. Yeah. If yeah. we see her as an adult show up in the book of Boba Fett, she's going to be the ultimate warrior princess, like shield maiden, Viking level, you know, <laughs> shield maiden. Yes. Yeah. Dude, you know who would be great to play her? And this is probably too heavy handed and they wouldn't do it. Brie Larson. That would be sick. I just know she's a huge fan, but you need the accent. Crikey. Oh, crikey. Sophie DiMartino, who played Sylvie in Loki. Oh, she rips. She has the look. Yeah, she rips. But I think that's that's too much crossing the streams. I don't think they do it. She's English. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking English also. Um, Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Anna Joy Taylor. She's excellent. She's got a look. Yeah, she could crush that. She hasn't done like an action role yet. Yeah, and she's got that like thoughtful, like deadpan vibe. Yep, I just yeah. saw that she signed on with Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch and The Lighthouse, for a Nosferatu remake. Whoa. Mm. So, either way, whether it happens or not, this legitimately cool speculation. And I don't think she has to be a part of the series. I think it could be part of the story of the series, and then she wanders off into the sunset, and you're like, where is Omega going now? A pilot episode within another series. What happened to Omega for the last 15, 20 years? Like, that's, you know? Exactly, like Ahsoka, like like you brought up. All right, 
Um, that's enough Book of Boba Fett. Let's talk Obi-Wan series. Oh, yes. Mike, you just put a bunch of stuff, a bunch of notes in here. You want to kick this off? Sure. Yeah. So we know that the story is established based on the, the set leaks and uh, what, how crazy the beginning of them building that village. And then security was like super lax and there were videos of people just driving around on the set, which is incredible, like locals. <laughs> so we're looking at the the timeline and we're looking at all this establishment. We know that we have a young Luke, we have Baru, and we have Owen that are cast as the original Revenge of the Sith characters, which is awesome. And the most telling part for me is kind of establishing where in the timeline this really is. And so we don't know exactly how many years Kenobi has been in hiding, but Su Kang, who's, I can't remember his name from the Fast and the Furious, but he did an interview where he talked about his character and it largely pointed at, I think he was like the seventh brother. He was like, uh, he's an inquisitor. Whoa. Which is way cool. And I believe from what I've kind of gathered is that there's going to be possibly two Inquisitors in this show, which is really cool because the Inquisitors, for people who are listening and didn't watch Rebels, which is fine. Ryan, have you watched Rebels yet? No. But you know who the Inquisitors are? Yes, 100%. Yeah, and and for and for people who played Fallen Order, they know who the Inquisitors are too. That, that's how I know. There you go, baby. So... So I think I think what's really cool about that is that we're really establishing, uh, and based on maybe a couple of people that I know in the 501st that may or may not have been cast uh, to be extras on the show, mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot, a lot of Imperial presence. Um, and as we know, this the cast is absolutely stacked, which is awesome. Uh, some Game of Thrones people in there. Uh, there's a rumor that we might be getting Agent Callus. that people are kind of speculating which characters are playing which roles. Uh, but obviously at this point, Fulcrum is in full effect. Uh, there's still that transition of we might have people like Cody that have played a role. And so Tamara Morrison isn't in the notes yet, but that could be a treat for someone to see someone like Cody or to see an old uh, clone uh, commander or someone that's kind of leading the charge being phased out as into into the Imperial forces. So Kenobi is going to be amazing. I'm very excited about that, mainly because I think of all the other things that are being built around it. And I think if you are a fan of Rebels, this is going to be probably a, a treat for you as a more mature audience to get the same nostalgia bombs as people were with Mandalorian and the Clone Wars. The people who didn't really understand the impact of seeing Ahsoka in live action. The people who didn't understand the excitement of seeing Bo-Katan on screen for the first time, right? Uh, So I think that Kenobi might be a real treat for people who have watched Rebels because of that timeline being established almost at the same couple of years. Dude, and everything you just said didn't even mention the fact that Hayden Christensen is in this thing, so... You're right. The potential is through the damn roof. We're definitely getting mask off, helmet off, burned face scenes Yeah, in this series. 100%. There's no other reason to put him in it. No, he's not seven feet tall. He can't just walk around like Vader. It's for, the, it's for those scenes is why he's in it. Whether it's just in the tank or just in his chamber or some flashbacks yeah. or... You know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. All the above. I'm pumped. Of course, most people will say this, but if I could pick one thing out of everything that's on the slate, it would be this. What I've heard from other people who are, I'm sorry, what, what some of the actors have talked about, apparently Deborah Chow films very fast. 
which is really cool because uh, she's so highly regarded from her work on The Mandalorian. And a lot of the actors were saying it felt like an indie. It felt almost like they were like, hey, let's get these natural performances. We don't have to make these really big productions, which is a really good sign for a director that you trust your actors to to do the part and, and the show isn't overly being meddled with, which I think is really cool. Uh, so it's a really great sign that there is that kind of reception to it. And also the fact that it's going to be maybe more character focused versus action focused. I, I don't know if anyone else is excited for that, but 100%. I think that this story, I think characters like Inquisitors being brought in are definitely going to add that Star Wars flair. But I think being that this character has been so developed from uh, a almost mysterious wizard in A New Hope when we first were introduced to him and he didn't really play much of a role besides just being a mentor. If you didn't watch pretty much anything else besides just the movies, there was so much of his character that was fleshed out in Clone Wars that a lot of people still haven't watched and that's the reality of it. So I think we're going to see something that's more character focused that's going to maybe try to fill in some of the conversation, some of the power for people who didn't watch animated Disney. All right, let's move on to Endor, and then we'll touch briefly, I say this now, we'll touch briefly on Ahsoka after this, even though that's not 2022. Andor, Cassian Andor from Rogue One is the focus of this Rebellion Rogue One prequel kind of series. Similar time frame. We have a confirmed cast, well, at least in character with this first one, K2SO, maybe not Alan Tudyk, based on some stuff he said, Mon Mothma, Role reprised by Genevieve O'Reilly, who was in Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. Stellan Skarsgård as somebody. He would make a great Imperial. And is this correct that Force Whitaker is confirmed as, as Saw? Or is this just rumor stuff? Is Saw Guerrera? Uh, I have no idea, but that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. And I, and I believe he would do it, too. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why he wouldn't do it. I mean, he's been in animated stuff. He's down. I'm sure he did Rogue One because he was like, uh, yes, please. Yeah. As all these legends do, they're like, can I be in Star Wars, please? <laughs> yes, Daniel Craig, here's a Stormtrooper outfit, you know? Yeah. And he loves the character. I think that's why he voiced yeah. him in, in Fallen Order, right? Mm -hmm. he, he loves his development as a, as a character, which I think is awesome. And it's cool for us to be able to kind of, in a few ways, bounce around learning more about him. Because people who saw Rogue One that had watched Clone Wars up until that point were like, whoa, what happened to that dude? That's not what he looks like when I last saw him. So yeah. it's I, I hope I hope we get him him back. Yeah. And for people who hadn't watched Clone Wars, like myself at the time, I was like, who is this awesome dude? Where did he come from? What's his story? So this is going to make a lot of people happy, regardless of how much they've watched, if he's a part of it. Potential character returns... You would have to assume that Bail Organa, played by Jimmy Smiths, would be in this, right? It would be bizarre if they had Mon Mothma, but no Bail Organa. Mm -hmm. Big potential, I think, eh, I don't know, medium potential for Harrison Dula, Agent Callus, or Callus, whatever name he's going by at this point, because this is, yeah, by this point, this is, this is past season three of Rebels, right? This would, right. or this could potentially be like right along with it, right? Right, because it's leading up to Rogue One. Fulcrum slash Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson. My big, like, I don't know, if I if, if we were doing one of those things where you get, like, 20 points and you get, like, a, a board that has a cast on it and you can only use so many points altogether, I, I dump them all into putting Rex into this. I would love that. Let me also say one thing before we get totally into it. Ryan, to your point, does IMDb get things wrong? I hope not. 
because <laughs> if you look up Andor on IMDb, series writing credits, George Lucas is on there twice. Whoa. Whoa. Which is interesting. And then Tony Gilroy, who is the original kind of ghost director of Rogue One, is also a writing, has writing credit. Whoa. Nice. Wow. All of this speculation of potential cast is to say that this show is more than just Cassian Andor. When it was first announced, at very first glance, I was like, okay, that's cool. I can mess with that. Whatever. But the more you think about it, it's just a giant Trojan horse with a dozen characters and storylines in it. Because everything's connected to this early rebellion stuff. All like It's unreal, dude. It's early fulcrum that really gets... I mean, because we don't really know... I mean, at this point, we know that the people who are in... Who are fulcrum are... Callus. At some point he was turned. We figured that out. This would be a really mm-hmm. cool intro to learn more about that. Rex isn't technically Fulcrum because Ahsoka and him hadn't been in conversation yet, right? Mm, I don't remember the exact dates. And we don't, I mean, when we don't when know Ahsoka where Ahsoka sees him for the first time in Rebels, that was the first time they had met, right? Yeah, he says, you got old, Commander. Right. Yeah. So at that point, Ahsoka hadn't been established as Fulcrum or she she had been revealed as being fulcrum, but then the the yeah. the network of fulcrum was then revealed to be larger. Right. Yeah. When Callus comes out, you know, right. someone somebody whoever it is says you're fulcrum. He's like, yeah, we are fulcrum, or whatever the hell he says. Right. Right. Yeah. That's when they they Canaan, uh, and I believe Chopper and Ezra basically pinch him, and he's like, I'm fulcrum, you idiots. You're gonna blow the whole thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think I think it's really cool. It's kind of almost and I think that they're at the beginning of it, they were kind of saying that it's it's almost like a spy. Like there there's some spy thriller, espionage yeah. going on, which is which makes perfect sense then. Kevin Doom, before you bounce, I want to call out your speculation that maybe we'll see Han in this. I mean we could see all kinds of bounty hunters and scoundrels and crap at this time where they're just dealing with whoever they need to deal with to get stuff done. He's coming back in one of these, man. He's gonna be there. I hope so. And you think we'll see Leia or like a, you know, a silhouette of Leia, a ship where somebody's like, you know, Leia of Alderaan. Or is it finally time where they're, they'll be okay with casting someone to play a young Leia? You know? Yeah. This happens in film. Someone passes away and stories go on and you finally are like, okay, we're going to choose the right person to do justice to this character and this actor. Like. It'd have to be Billy Lord, dude. Her daughter. Sure. I I just mean like the idea of it is not so absurd or like outlandish that for, for a series like this, which is so focused in the rebellion and the birth of the rebellion, she's pretty important to that. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine, you know, again, like not a series regular, but just a a run in, you know, a mission and or get like that he get Cassian gets like a, a meeting, you know, and it's, whoa it's it's with leia you know and that's it though that's the scene but i don't know it doesn't have to be done by computers like i think we're at a point where maybe there could be someone cast that could do justice to the character and and it could be done in a very respectful impactful way they could do it i mean think about the way they lit that scene around the uh in the war room in rogue one right Mm -hmm. bail comes in you know in the shadows mon mothma standing there and the way it's lit genevieve o'reilly like her look is so spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never batted an eye for a second. I was like, oh, there's Mon Mothma. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? 
So maybe it's in a hollow, maybe it's in a, a like a, a dark shadowy room like that, and they put Billy Lord in there. Or- also remember too, I think we had talked about this on one of the previous podcasts, but they did hire the YouTuber. I can't, and I call him a YouTuber. He's actually a very talented digital effects artist. But they did hire. I can't remember his name, but he did the his own version. Oh, the deep fake dude, Shamook. Shamook. Yeah, yeah. Shamook. Yeah, that I I was following that dude on YouTube as the stuff was coming out, and yeah, he deserves to be hired <laughs> by the biggest and best studios in the world. He crushes. They Lucasfilm did hire him. So yeah. it's not completely out of the question that we also have kind of left out where Luke might play a role in Mandalorian season three because Grogu mm, yeah. is with him. Uh, and that could also open up some opportunity for Ryan. You're saying Leia could be on the table. Wild. That's a good segue talking about Luke coming back. That's a good segue to Ahsoka. Again, this is until 2023, but we're here. We're talking. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. <laughs> We talked about that this potentially being something that they don't even get deep into for another half a year because Filoni and Favreau are so directly involved with Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian Season 3. So if we get Ahsoka sometime, I would guess, late 2023, because they, I mean, no less than a year out from the start of production is, is when we get these things. I guess we can talk about cast potential and then what the story could be, maybe. Sabine, right now at the time of this recording, rumored to be, they're actively casting Sabine. It would be a bummer for the voice actor who, I forget her name, but she was in... Tia Sakar. Tia Sakar, yep. She was in The Good Place. She's awesome. Be a bummer if she didn't get it, but not everybody who did the voice necessarily has to play the character. Either way, it would be great to see Sabine. It would be a perfect time to bring back Ezra Bridger. Rumors talking about that's kind of the point of it. Like, find Thrawn, find Ezra. That's where we left with Rebels, you know. Rumors report that Lars Mikkelsen will play Thrawn. Lars, of course, did the voice of Thrawn, and he looks the part. I photoshopped the dude with the blue face. He looks so perfect. It's unreal. He looks spot on. I just bought a really cool hardcover copy of Thrawn Ascendancy while I was in Sweden. Sick. I was walking through Old Town in Stockholm, and they had this really killer sci-fi fantasy magic card Warhammer book comic shop in Old Town. And I walked in, and there was like obviously like endless Star Wars mm-hmm. things. So about the 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back like picture production book that just came out. Oh yeah, and uh, Thrawn Ascendancy in this really sick like red jacket hardcover. Dope. Mike, you put some stuff in your What did Rosario Dawson post on Instagram? So someone had posted uh, that when the, when the casting rumors were going around, that, that it said, we're excited for more representation in Hollywood and in Star Wars. And it had shared a picture of Lars as Thrawn, and most importantly, Mena Musad as Ezra. Mm. And Mena's last role was he played Aladdin in the live-action version by Disney. And I think a lot of people have always kind of said that, you know, Ezra was kind of a pseudo, almost like an Aladdin kind of character, a loner who understood the city and who was, you know, talented being a a sleight of hand kind of a a character. And so she had shared that, like she added it to her story and people were like, whoa, 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 did you just confirm that? Because that seems like a stretch. I mean, I don't know if she was saying like, yeah, wouldn't this be fun fan casting, but the thing that she shared was like confirmed. These guys are playing these roles and she shared it. And I 
remember being like, ooh, I wonder if she's got to take that down. So I don't know. Rosario is kind of in a league of her own. I think she can kind of do whatever she wants, I'm assuming. Um, but it, it was interesting regardless. Including uh, liking Instagram stories by our very own Adam Russell. Oh, flex on him, Adam. Dude. She's free to do that if she wants. I was on stage sound checking and saw that because I posted a picture. We were doing the shows with Story of the Year and I recently painted the fulcrum, you know, Ahsoka symbol on the back of my orange base that is named Ahsoka. Posted it in my stories, tagged her, tagged Ashley, tagged everybody. And I'm standing there just checking it. And I just went, uh, 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 everyone, hold up. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 what? Screenshot. Thanks, Rosario. I like your boyfriend. He's a cool dude. She listens to the pod. What else? I mean, story-wise, like like we mentioned, you know, the, like the search for Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah, like what? What's what's the end goal with the Ahsoka story? You know what I mean? To do the live action. Like what's the finale? Is it multiple seasons? We don't know if this one's limited or not, right? That's just total speculation. We don't know. I'm thinking that Thrawn will end up being the big bad of the overarc for this era. Mm -hmm. If you look at uh, Sidious and Dooku kind of being the overwhelming, you agree this too, of course, like the overwhelming bad guys in the prequels. Then you also look at like, you know, you have Vader and Palpatine. And then, of course, we had the First Order and we had Kylo Ren. I think what they're trying to establish at this point is like Moff Gideon was kind of a pawn in all of this. And that Moff Gideon is still, though he's he's remnant empire, I think Ahsoka is going to establish that Thrawn is going to be the big bad of the whole Mandoverse, in my opinion. And either that's Ahsoka realizing her role or whether that's seeking Luke for help and Luke turning his back to saying, like, these aren't Jedi affairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think I think it, it has to set up for Thrawn because I feel like they wouldn't bring Thrawn back for a miniseries, a character that's so beloved. Right. He's got to play a bigger role. I, I agree with the, all of that. But we know, or do we know, but like we know that it doesn't go farther than this time period. Thrawn is not. Thrawn has to die. Exactly. Like Thrawn, Thrawn's not a part of the First Order thing. Yeah. The way it's set up, plucking Thrawn from the Timothy Zahn story, making him canon and everything that he has been now, which is really killer because, again, that's the powers that be with their ears to the ground, listening to what fans love and saying, hey, you know, this isn't a canon character, but it should be because, sure, there could be a fleet of Imperial ships out in the middle of nowhere that, I mean, there were Japanese soldiers in the jungles in the Philippines that didn't go home until the 70s. They were still (laughs) killing villagers in the 70s. So, like, of course there could be a rogue admiral with his fleet, you know? But it doesn't carry on past this time. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it a miniseries? Is that the focus? Is Ahsoka the end of Thrawn? Okay. You know, I, I mean, maybe not. But but we know that Thrawn isn't a part of the First Order. So I think there could be a really cool story there of like Ahsoka and Thrawn facing off in this time period. As you're saying, Mike, like he's the big bad of, you know, the overlord of the Mandalorian era. Well, the Ahsoka series isn't coming out until what? The end of season four of Mando? Or right before it. it or right before be it or something like Mando's over. It, it's all coming to an end. And we get to see Ahsoka and Thrawn. Like, yeah, dude. 
Yeah. Well, and and if we Let's also go. factor in, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I think what else, and Ryan, you you've read the books and and you know, is that Thrawn also is kind of an antihero. Like, yes, the Chiss approach to uh, military strategy and military might is constantly an assessment. Yeah. And so, where they would see the weakness of the Imperials, or when they would see the weakness of the First Order, they're indifferent to saying, you know, I we don't have alliances unless we absolutely need to, and we know that those alliances intend to be severed as soon as this relationship is over. So I feel like with someone like like Thrawn, the other dark horse that I don't know if Disney would go this way, it's a kind of a common complaint, but like, you know, we have now Ahsoka who exists in this, you know, a mid-between Jedi, if you call him a gray Jedi, and I know that they don't really exist. But you have someone like Ahsoka, you have Luke Skywalker, and then you would have, now mind you, the finale of, of Rebels they rode Pergil Highway all the way to wherever they went. And so we have no idea if Thrawn and Ezra have actually teamed up and Ezra could be bad, which could be insane. Yeah, and that is wow. Jedi versus Jedi then, which would be sick because Thrawn's biggest thing was his cunning ability to be able to convince people that they really didn't have a choice and that Thrawn wasn't doing it for personal reasons. It's a mere matter of assessment. And I think that's really interesting. And so the fact that we last saw Thrawn and Ezra together, where does that lead us? And could it be something crazy like Ezra versus Ahsoka and leaving Luke Skywalker out of it? We have no idea. But I'm excited for it because Thrawn would be incredible. And I agree with you. It's like, you know, how, how could you introduce him at this point? But is there something else going on there? I, I don't know. But I, I, I'm frankly freaking excited about it. So thinking about timelines... The book of Boba Fett, we don't know when it takes place, but we do know The Mandalorian takes place in 9 ABY. And since Ahsoka said in 9 ABY, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And this is going to happen, we would have to assume right then or a year later, whatever, 10 ABY. Talking about leading into the First Order with Thrawn, General Pride would be 37 at the time. Right. So what if he's like this young up-and-coming officer... Thrawn's right-hand man. Mm -hmm. Thrawn dies. That's how this dude moves up and becomes part of the First Order. Does Thrawn start the First Order? That would be sick. That would be so sick. Stop. I have goosebumps everywhere. Stop getting me sexually excited. (laughs) Thrawn had already been established because those droids in Mandalorian were already wearing his, the signet. Yeah. So he's already established. He's already back. I think that's safe to assume. I'm under the impression that he's actually been establishing power cells that's how we know who the what was her what was her name the chancellor what was um that ahsoka fought what was her like official title uh diana leona santos role yeah um she was a magistrate the magistrate magistrate thanks logan yes 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 yep nice logan um so like uh, thrawn could be back and ahsoka is literally just being like where is he not saying like where is he in space he's got droids walking around with his logo on it yeah morgan elsbeth there we go Thanks, Patrick. So I'm... Thrawn starts the First Order. Ahsoka kills Thrawn. Hell yeah. Dude, and then does... Do we see Snoke at some point? Or Ahsoka and Thrawn, like, kill each other and we get the end. We find... You know, we finally... We finally get the end of the Ahsoka arc. It's got to end somewhere. Yeah. God, I'm going to be in a corner (laughs) bawling, crying for days. I can't. All right, that's where we ended. That's where this we was fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, let's really quickly though grab from the Discord what the patrons. Well, we'll pick one. 
one of these patrons is most excited about coming in 2022, even though we talked all the way into 2023. Sorry. Our review of the Galactic Star Cruiser. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, duh. Dude, Our first-hand review. I'm already over the bot that confirm reservation button. I'm hovering over it right now. You're holding a weight over it like Miles Bennett Dyson at the end of Terminator, just waiting for your... Yes. How much longer I can hold this? What, what do we do, though? What, what experience do we are we all verbally agreeing on without Nick's consent right now? The, the master suite or whatever that was? Yeah, whatever. The, the, the most four baller five, package. The most baller package. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yes. Dude. In. Seven fifty a night for that. Um yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'll buy it. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. I'll yes. What do I have to sell? I don't care. And you get you get automatic seating on Rise of the Resistance and Smugglers Run. Dude, yes. I spent fifteen hundred on my three day excursion to Batu the first time. And I was that was just as a just a park goer. Like, yeah, of course. I'm like, let's do it. Yes. Yeah. All we're going. We're in. Don't worry. <laughs> so pumped up right now. Um anybody else looking in the Discord? Who do we pick here? Seems like Kenobi. Kenobi yeah. is definitely the pick. Hands down Kenobi. Yeah, that's the consensus. Everybody's about it. Darth Annihilus. Yep. What is her real name? I don't remember. But shout out you. <laughs> said we've obviously already established that Ewan McGregor is the man and I'm really excited to see how they weave Hayden into the storyline same but Ahsoka's episode of Mando was so perfect and I'm dying to see them pick up with the Rebels characters in live action agreed we're all on the same page all right we're not gonna have a quote we're not gonna do any other stuff like that we're just gonna wrap it up that's a wrap we broke policy and it was great I love to break policy. It felt liberating. There's no policy. We own our own company. We can do whatever we want. You yeah. are the policy. I don't know if I can do a Stallone accent that says I am the policy. I am the policy. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, plug your stuff. Tell them where they can find you. Yeah, we just had uh, our episode of Armor Party drop this week. By the time you're listening to this, uh, we sat down with a really great customer named Colin Adams, who goes by Odd Viking Online. And next week, he rules. he's awesome. And definitely check his workout. But Armor Party has been growing and growing in popularity. I'm, I'm very grateful for our listenership and also to be a part of the, the Thank the Maker Network. Uh, as, mm. as this show, I think, is really finally hitting its stride with people because costuming and star wars and celebration and all these awesome things are just making this more and more normal to geek out on especially when you have adult money so please definitely check out the armor party and start building and i'm telling people celebration countdown is on build that armor halloween countdown is on get to building because we got armor to wear it's gonna sneak up on you hurry up I'm talking to myself right here. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at you. You can find <laughs> us uh, on Instagram at Armor Party Show, and we look forward to interacting with you there. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, you can find us on Instagram at ThankTheMakerPod, on Twitter at ThankTheMaker. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. Mine is at William Ryan Key. Nick is at Nick Bayside. Also, Nick is He's on a plane, killing snakes. A plane. He's at a plane. <laughs> with mace. <laughs> He's macing snakes with Windu. Also, thankthemakermerch.com is where you get Thank the Maker merch. Makes sense? You get this fine blouse that I'm wearing now. And you can also go to patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod. You get access to the Discord. Or if you're on the Jedi Council tier, you get to hang with us live while we do this. It's good stuff. It really, 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 truly helps us create this. It is my minimum wage salary to help (laughs) this thing exist. 
please go support. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may the force be with you. 